The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, December 6th, 2017, season 13, episode number 85. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, we're ready to talk some Cowboys football with you guys this morning. We're going to focus in on the New York Giants. Dave has a scouting report, New York's offense. We'll talk about that today. I hope he has the offense. And no, yeah. Okay, that look made me think, oh, God, did you do defense? No, that look was like, they're bad. That was Okay, bad. good, good, perfect. I like to hear that. That'll be good. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And uh, we'll start first, though, talking a little bit about the cornerback situation. Uh, they will probably be without Orlando Scandrick, and uh, we'll talk about what that could mean for them. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Lovely. How are we doing, guys? Good. Great, good coach. coach. You good, Amber? Yeah, I'll just do the wave. It's Wednesday. Yeah. It's Wednesday, Coach. I mean, what should we do on a Wednesday? Y'all feel a little. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you. Y'all feel a little out of sorts. No, I feel great. Just I. I don't mean like tired or just yeah. it. We're finally like back into like the Monday Friday grind. Oh yeah. After I mean, it's literally been a month since the Cowboys have been on their normal schedule. Yeah. So. But it doesn't feel like we're on the normal schedule yet. I don't think that'll happen until That's, probably Sunday. Right, because yeah. it, it's been a week since they've played. Like right. It feels like we're supposed to be getting ready to play a game, but right. it's Wednesday. When they announced that Alfred Morris was one of the the three finalists for that uh, award, the yeah. FedEx Aaron Ground, like, for what? Like, what game? Yeah. Feels <laughs> like the last game. That <laughs> Redskins game was like a month ago. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since they played some football. But they'll be back on Sunday at noon, in case you guys didn't know. The game was flexed down. It was a, supposed to be a 325 game, uh, 330 game, something like that. But now it's been flexed back to a noon game, which for us, it's pretty good. How many times in history mm. has an NFC? You don't like that? It's fine. Uh-huh. I mean, it's all it all is good until you're rushing on the to get on the bus at 930. Because you've got like a one-hour bus ride to the stadium, and you're like, man, why didn't they just keep it at three? These guys are morning person though. They get That's up true. and run. I'd much rather do that. <laughs> I'd much rather do that. Breakfast late night. How? <laughs> yeah. How? How many times ever in y'all's twenty years being around here has a did NFC East game been flexed out of prime time and into Cowboys? Four. Eagles, Cowboys in 07. Uh, right, no. I was. Well, I was like. <laughs> I was about to say. I don't remember that. <laughs> I was just gonna. Yeah, say, like you must have point. looked at the notes or something. No. And when, why would they put that in there? This one got moved down. Yeah. Yeah. PR's like, this is only the fifth time we've been in a bad enough matchup to get flexed out of prime time. Yeah. Yeah. Not. But they did not get flexed out of that Sunday night well, game next week. That's no. not happening. So mm-hmm. they'll be playing next week against the Raiders in prime time at seven thirty, uh, in Oakland. So that'll be a fun night. In Oakland. We'll get back at about 3 in o'clock in the morning. That'll be good. So, All right. Go ahead. So that, that could have been a uh, – uh, because of the Pittsburgh game, Pittsburgh and New England? Uh, yeah, that would be the game everybody's kind of looking at. Like, you know, both of them are 10-2 and two right now, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, that, that would be the game you'd probably think. But as I was telling someone else, you look at the just the, the size of the fan bases between the Cowboys, the Raiders, and by the way, the Raiders are still in contention to win their say, division. The Raiders winning against the Giants put them back into Right. Yeah. So it's it, their division is, I, I think, everybody's either at 500 or below. 
So he, they're still in contention to win their division. The Cowboys, if they win this weekend, continue to be in the mix for, for the playoffs. So then it becomes a meaningful game with two really large fan bases. So I'm sure, I'm sure NBC wasn't wouldn't have been happy to give that up. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, let's talk some Cowboys football. Let's talk about these cornerbacks. Uh, it's interesting. Yesterday, Dave, I don't know if Orlando was listening to our show, but I heard him yesterday evening on another show here in Dallas uh, where he was talking about. They asked him. Um, so, you know, you're talking about the injury and everything. And they said, so uh, will you will you kind of see if you can give it a go by the weekend? And, you know, it's, of course, Orlando. And so it was an awkward pause. And he's like, dude, I have a broken bone in my back. <laughs> Do you think it's not a situation? I mean, no, he said it's not a situation of let's see if we can give it a go. I mean, he said, I'll just keep doing the rehab and everything. And he said that. Yeah, he was. That's kind of he was pretty adamant, like. Did do you did you hear what I said? Like I got broken bones in my back. I would have expected him to say like define give it a go or like just something no. contentious. No. He was pretty he was pretty adamant like where why are you asking me? You this? know what? Good for him. It was the exact a, same thing you said on the show. He got yesterday. a broken bone in his back. Yeah. Like it's a good. I'm glad good. You should be allowed to be honest about that. It's okay yeah. to take a week off if you broke a bone in your back. Yeah. So Nick looks like he disagrees. No, I I do agree. He's not going to put bad tape on um, of himself out there. I mean, he's not going to do that. So, and he proved that two years ago. But he does have a broken bone in his. Oh, I know. He's bones not, in his back, whatever it is. Good. I'm. You're right about that. I, I am glad that he said that. I'm glad he said that. So, I, at 10:35 today, when they asked Jason Garrett, like, don't even ask him. Right. Skandrick's not playing. Obviously, he's got a broken. Because he says that, that he's not. He's not in. He doesn't feel confident. Stephen Jones actually said Monday too. He was like, ah. It's probably a stretch to think he'll be ready in, right. by Sunday. So we're just gonna take it day by day. Day by day. There you go. Good. I'm happy. Like I'm glad we can bring a little sanity to the situation instead <laughs> of being like, well, he's day by day with a broken bone on his back. It took Orlando bringing sanity yeah. to the situation. Good for him. Yeah. But that being said, talk to me about the cornerback position and what you expect to happen. I guess the first question would be, who do you expect to be the starter opposite Cheetah Bay? Uh, is it gonna be Jordan <laughs> Lewis or would it be? Anthony Brown. I love it. I know why you laughed, and it's hilarious. It is Say it. It, it's just funny that the, like his first real game as a Cowboy, and he played he played really well, no doubt about it. But we're just like, well, who's starting opposite hey, him? Now? He's like, in. Well, I mean, he's, he's the lock. Here's he's the thing. He was a starter last week, and he didn't do anything to push himself Not out of being a starter. You're so it's like, right. keep Dave, it going. It's just funny to be like, well, well, of course he locked that. Obviously, Cheeto is going to be there to shut down their number one. So who's coming with him? <laughs> who um, is their number yeah, one? Yeah, who right is now? their like, number one? That's a big, that's a good question. question. Is um, it the Oklahoma kid? He's their slot guy. I mean, he doesn't put really. He's more of a slotter. Hey, Harris back? I don't. I don't. We'll get into. You know that. what? We'll yeah, it's the Harris. Harris is on IR. Okay. They're they're up many. Creeps. Not Dwayne. Oh, who are you talking? I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about Dwayne Harris. Lucius Harris? I don't know. I can't. I don't even. I don't even know who Lucius. How are you? Is. So <laughs> random. Lucius Harris. <laughs> don't even. He played for the Mavericks like in 1990, I think. I've never heard that name before. You never Lucius? heard of Lucius Harris? No. Maybe I have their guy mixed up. I think he played for the Mavericks like it's 19. Devin Harris. He's still on the team. Not, I was about to say yeah. Not Devin Harris. There's a Lucius Harris. Long Bill Beach Harris? State. Long Beach State. Lucius Harris. I think he played about three years for the Mavericks. Thank you. You're, very, you're very right. Right. awesome. Former New Jersey Net, Lucius Harris. You're right. Yes. Weird. Weird. It is weird. That's so weird. All right, go ahead, Dave. What Ken's you like, you're right. Weird. Now that we're done, <laughs> we're done with the talking Nets portion of the oh, rest. Right. Sorry. They have a better chance to score points than the Giants. Mm. Very true. Uh, okay. Mm. Where? 
I think Cheeto will maintain his spot at cornerback, and I think opposite him, I would probably give the first look Amber? to Jordan Lewis. Okay. As the other starter? As the other Anthony starter. Anthony Brown gets picks. And then, well, Anthony I, Brown and Jeff Heath are like the same. Like they, they both get some turnovers now and again. The ball kind of finds them, but you know, they're also chasing I, plays sometimes. I'm I'm oh, I'm open I'm yeah. open for debate. I mean, this you slide people up in a situation like this, next man up and all that good stuff. So would you rather Jordan Lewis out there and put Anthony Brown in the slot. Would you rather mix that up? Would you rather put Jordan Lewis out there and maybe Xavier Woods can be your slot guy? That was the next question is who who runs who's in the slot. You, you know, know, Xavier Woods has been doing a lot of that, but do you want to have Anthony Brown? Maybe that that becomes. I think his it's role the other here. way around. I think cornerbacks are like countdowns for TV shows and stuff. You know, you say you count three, two, one. That's the way it is in cornerback. You, I, I think you have to start with three. You have to start with the slot to see who that's going to be. Then you start figuring the other two parts out. Unless the slot's going to be a guy that's not a cornerback. Well, but you have to figure it out first. I'm not saying he's your best player, but, I mean, you figure that part out so you can also decide on who goes to the – you know, if if it is going to be Xavier Woods, that's a lot easier to to decide who the other two corners are. You're also – well, you're in a fun situation where the Giants' slot guy is their best receiver right now. Sterling Shepard – I mean – Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram are like the only weapons that the Giants have. Right. So. And Evan Ingram has been the most consistent of yeah. those yeah. because Sterling Shepard's been out with injury a lot of this time as yeah. well. So, that, I mean, take your pick. Both of those guys play inside. I would imagine Byron Jones will have a role in defending Ingram. Xavier Woods, too, probably. I would probably put Anthony Brown in the slot and put Jordan Lewis on the outside. That's my guess of what they'll do. Mm-hmm. And But, again, like I always say, like it's – it's always an all hands on deck type of situation. Like they don't ever just handle these things with three guys. Like it's five guys playing three positions more often than not. How much do you think this affects the Cowboys, uh, Orlando being out? I know there are some players on this team they lose them and everything goes uh, goes goes horribly wrong. Do you think it's one of those situations, or do you think this is one where Cowboys are made to to kind of you know withstand what? this? Yesterday, I was talking to someone over on the that area of the building, the coaching side. And not that this is anything new because we've, I mean, everyone that watches the game can obviously see that, that their secondary is not the greatest one. But to hear it from someone that's over there and say that they definitely are not happy with any of their veterans, pretty much overall, the rookies are doing a way better Veterans in the secondary? Yeah. Got it. So, I mean... Just to hear that, it tells you a lot. I mean, to me, it just confirms, or at least it, it gives you, okay, they are seeing what we see. You know, it's not that they're, um, how would you say this, uh, blinded by the situation. Because a lot of people, let's say on Twitter and a lot of fans, they think that they don't see any of this and they don't address the situation. But the fact that Orlando is out, or will probably be out for this game. I don't think it's going to really affect them at all. Not at all. Wow. Okay. It's not. I mean, That's, I'm sorry. You know what? It will affect them, but I don't think you'll be like, oh, like Sean Lee being out type of it's thing. It's more a situation you know? of depth. Like, that just means that you have one less body, not so much. Right, right, right. Of, but not necessarily production-wise. Right. I would like to think that if there's a game where you can afford to be shorthanded at corner, it's this one. This is the game. This is yeah. a bad passing attack, or it has been all this year. Even with Eli back. Yeah. I, I know. I'm just I'm just 
clarify. I like there's been this groundswell of sympathy for Eli since he got benched, and understandably so, but like he he wasn't playing well. He right. has not had a good year. And I we can get into a lot of the reasons why. But, you know, everybody takes some blame in that, including the quarterback. Like it's not just like he's this all pro with no help around him. Right. And he he hasn't had a great year at all. Like yeah. they're twenty second in the league in passing. To yeah. go to go back to that point, I'm sure that Orlando would disagree with that. I mean, that it, they're not going to drop off at all with him out there. But if that really is the case, if the Cowboys think that way and it, it is not a huge um, change, then I think you'll you'll see that next year with the players on this team and not on this team. I mean, you know, Skandrick was a little bit upset, obviously, at the draft, that they drafted three corners and they signed one free agency, and he, he was thinking he was on the way out, and he wasn't that year, but he might be the next year. You know, if if he really isn't missed that much when you have all these young guys, then I think it's it, it'd be foreshadowing for next year. Where's his contract? It's, you know? It, Adam's office, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just said that because I don't have the. I'm just trying. To, I guess the bigger question is, if Find he's out. not here, is it does it cost him a ton of money? And that sometimes dictates whether a guy's here or not. Is can you afford to make a move on him? If he's got two or three more years left on his deal, it may be like, eh, it's better just to have him here than pay the money it costs to not have him here. I want to say that he's got a few more years. I want to say two more years left on his deal after this season. I also want to say that the way it's they use, I mean, they've structured these things so they can get out of them after a few years, and especially for a veteran guy like him. Yeah. I don't think it would be the end of the world if they tried to get like you know they're not going to be taking on this absurd amount of money if they were to do that. But I don't know it off the top of my head. Maybe yeah. Nick can help us out here. Dead money of in in 2018 would be 3.8. That's not a huge That's not number huge, yeah. by salary. It's, it would be six one this year, three eight in 18 and 1.6 and 19 so ideally really really you probably want to keep him through yeah i would think there's and there's no here's the thing like he's not playing i don't think he's playing poorly no so so is exactly the same this year as next year five five, two eight five two eight that's not bad at all the salary is exactly the same um you know well obviously it would be the same if the same cap number so and you know what? If they wanted to do a post June one cut on him, it's one point four. So they they could do that. Now that makes it a little more interesting. But but still, but like, I don't think you would. Yeah, I don't think I don't yeah. see any reason. Unless the only reason you would do that, in my opinion, is if the Cowboys opted this year to go back to the well and in the second or third round get a cornerback. If they do that, then maybe you consider it. But if your cornerbacks kind of stay the same, or you get like a late round cornerback, you know, sixth seventh round, I don't think you would make that move just yet. But even if he stay, I mean, I could easily see him just dropping down. It's one of the points yeah. that we're talked about is the way that these rookies have been tackling and the way they go about it and the energy. And it, I mean, it makes sense. They're rookies, you know, young guys are eager to play and show what they can do. So obviously, there's going to be a difference there. But if they're doing a better job, then that's who you're going to play. Yeah, and that's great for the two rookies, and and maybe that creates – I think that's a good point because maybe it creates a situation where Skandrick just becomes your nickel guy and he's just playing in the slot. But I I do have a little bit of pause about Anthony Brown. I mean, he played really well last year, but that also could be because expectations were where they were for a sixth-round pick in his first year. So I'm not certain that I feel comfortable with the idea that Anthony Brown's going to regularly be my slot until I start to see him get a little better. I would say – Right now, you'd still want Orlando here, even if those rookies become your starters, your primary starters, right? Yep. 
you know, I looking at his contract that from 2015 to 19. So those, those five years there, I guess they gave him a five year extension. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was very friendly for him and for the team. I mean, his cap numbers, think about this from a five-year cap numbers, 4.3, 4.4, 5.2, 5.2, 5 5.6. I mean, usually a five-year deal, you see first two and then it balloons up or three and it balloons up. This was a legitimate five-year extension that they gave him. And, I mean, I, I could see him probably finishing this out as long as he plays pretty well and if, he's, if he doesn't, bark too much when it comes to some of these other guys playing over him but they got to beat him out too yeah he is super far down the list of things that i think are wrong with the defense i agree yeah but i do th this i think this is going to be an interesting month whether they're in playoff contention or not knock on wood if cheeto and lewis specifically are, stay healthy through the whole time that's going to be four games of them probably getting their most snaps of the season and we'll see how they respond to it. it's you know it's that the age-old football thing where if they have a bad month, you go into 2018 like, oh, secondary is a problem. And if they have a great month and just play awesome, you're like, we're, we're good at corner. We're set here. We're looking we're great. They're going to take the step in 2018, and they're going to be pro bowlers, like that type of thing. So <laughs> this will be interesting. I really, especially Cheeto, I hope he can stay healthy enough to really put, you know, three or four if, games on tape. If he does that, let's say he plays – like he did in the Washington game, he'll have some plays where he gives up something here and there. You know, they got the Raiders coming. They, they like to throw the ball down the field. But let's say he plays really well at corner. No consideration at all to move him to safety. Like, you feel like if you got a good corner, keep him a corner. We'll figure out safety. I think the premier position is corner. And, and there was a time when the Cowboys were pretty stout. At, well, they had a lot of bodies at corner. They don't have that anymore. And they got to be thinking about the future. I think drafting him where they did, if he is a good cornerback, you leave him at cornerback. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Now what if they decide that 31 is not a safety, needs to play some corner? I think that should have no bearing on what you do with Cheeto Bay. Because if, if mm -hmm. he is a better corner, keep him at corner and replace the safety. Like If you, if you don't think 31 can play, replace him. Put somebody okay. else there, but that doesn't mean okay. you got to move somebody else. That sounds corner, right? good. You lose a game or two. You're gonna. You already. You guys already said you're not gonna be willing to give him the. Uh, you're not. You're not gonna take the option. No. So he's gonna stay out anyway, right? Yeah. I well, most likely. I mean, you never know. Maybe he's a right. Corner. I know there's some Mo, things that could change. Mo I'm saying right got now. Another deal here after. Hey, right now, oh. you guys don't think that he's worth the option. So my point is, don't move Cheeto out just because you're trying to find a place for him when he's not in your future plans, if that's what the Cowboys are thinking. Right, but if the if the Cowboys don't you know run the table here, if they lose a game and get out pretty much out of the playoff rates, I, I would probably move Cheeto to safety just to see. Just to see if he could – maybe that is a better position. But let's say him. this. Let's say he plays – he's played pretty good at corner, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say he goes to safety and he plays pretty good at safety. Then what do you do? Well, I, then I then I had to go into free agency in the draft probably – figuring out which player I need, and then I will move him accordingly if after he, that. If he looks like he can be a, a player at cornerback, I'd rather have him there. And, you you know, I think it's easier to find good safeties when you have good corners. I think Jacksonville's safety play probably has a lot to do with how good their corners are, Boye and Jalen Ramsey. I just I, – it's harder to find cornerbacks, I think. So. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I can't agree with that because the last good one was Woodson. So I can't agree with it's it's easier to find a safety. Well, when was the last good cornerback? Like when was you when was the last time you drafted a cornerback that turned into a great one? I mean, Mel Renfro. 
All right. I mean, I mean, Hello, Orlando. Hall of Fame. Yeah, but <laughs> Orlando, I mean, Orlando's probably been the best uh, draft choice that you've had at cornerback in the last 15 years, maybe. Yep. I don't know. So, I mean, you've had one. So it's really not a big difference. It's hard to find them. However, you d- you have drafted one that made the Pro Bowl that in Orlando has not. Mike Jenkins. I, knew you were I forgot about that. Mike Jenkins. Well, it's like everybody's favorite. Mike had one stat. year. Yeah, Mike had one year. He did. And then it just kind of. I did. I didn't, you know. Off. It, the, the holy trinity of football is pass rusher, quarterback, cornerback, right? Yeah, Maybe right. left tackle, but. And if, if you can find a if, – if you think – and this is way early to make these kinds of declarations, but if, if you get to a point where you think Cheeto has an opportunity to be a really good cornerback, I agree with you, Dave. I don't mess with that. I keep him at cornerback. I let him keep getting better in the hopes that I get myself a, a really good cornerback for several years. Yeah. All right, let's take our first mm. break. When we come back, we're going to get into the Giants' offense. Dave's going to give us a scouting report. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to the break. Welcome back. It's the second segment of The Break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys and Giants. Dave. Yeah. Do a scouting report on the Giants offense. They suck. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Beautiful. Man, no. I'm sad that had bad music under it. <laughs> that would have been a great best drop. They try suck. try it. Give us another try one. It one more time. Take two. They suck. Wasn't no, as good as no, the first you, you didn't set him up. <laughs> didn't enunciate. Wasn't as good as the first one. Huh? Whatever. You didn't, you didn't set him up. Now we're just trolling. I wouldn't get too comfortable. Let's I mean, obviously. <laughs> it's here we go, uh, Amber. <laughs> It's the NFC. It's the NFC East. Like the least surprising thing ever would be if these guys came out with their, you know, hair on fire and beat the Cowboys. Like that just wouldn't surprise me at no, all. Not but at all. this is just. I actually, I, I while I was doing research for this, I saw a tweet from somebody up Giants way that 
uh, Jerry Reese, who just got fired as the general manager from 2010 to 2013, which, you know, the guys you draft in that range should probably like make up the bedrock of your team. You know, you're thinking Travis Frederick, Sean Lee, Des Bryant, those types of guys, Tyron Smith. There's like two, two of his draft picks from that range are still on the team. Like they just, just haven't drafted. They had a bad run. They really did. Had a really bad run, and they've had really bad luck with injuries, to your point. Uh, Dwayne Harris is on IR. Odell Beckham is on IR. Brandon Marshall is on IR. Weston Richburg, their starting center, is on IR. Yeah, 14 guys on IR, right? They're, they have so many guys IR? on IR. IR, yeah. Or just the injury report. No, I think they got 14, 14 guys, on, guys IR. on IR. These these This is my printer-friendly depth chart. If you're not watching, it's I always print out the other team's depth chart. It goes to two pages because there's so many guys on, on IR. Yeah. Um. DJ Fluker. Landscape. Quality. Guard? Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, he played some guard. Um, so, meanwhile, the guys that are there also aren't great. Eric Flowers. I think <laughs> he is the whipping boy. You want to talk about Chaz Green? Yeah, Eric Flowers. Eric, that's, we, that's, yeah. The difference is that Eric Flowers was drafted yes. in the top 10 <laughs> right. or yeah. top 15. The top 10 pick. Uh, they got John Jerry, just journeyman free agent playing left guard. They got Brett Jones, who's like their third option playing center. My favorite one. This, is I from Alabama? I'm pretty sure. No, that was Barrett Jones. Oh. Sorry. Everyone loved that guy. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know if he's in the league. Barrett Jones? He was Alabama. Center? He was like an All-American at Alabama when they were winning. I mean, they still are, but he won. Wasn't he the guy that had some issues off the field? Definitely not. He was like a Boy Scout. Okay. I think it doesn't matter. Um, Justin Pugh, who's actually one of Jerry Reese's like few good draft picks from recent years. He's been hurt. He's missed the last two games. Chad Wheeler. I want this guy playing on Sunday because he's bad. Uh, he's had to Turn go. Style. He's had to go against Khalil Mack and Ryan Kerrigan in the last two weeks, and he doesn't know what to do with himself. Like, so Dem- you're saying Demarcus? Will Demarcus Lawrence will have five sacks if this guy plays. Oh, like wow. that's what I mean. He just isn't good. So both their tackles are bad. So what I'm well, what I'm keeping an eye on Justin Pugh. He's going to be on the injury report this week. I don't know off the top of my head what his injury is, but I'm no offense to him. I don't want him to play because I think that <laughs> would be big for the Cowboys. Um, you got Red Ellison and Evan Ingram playing tight end. Ingram is he's this dynamic receiver. He looks like he's going to be a really good player. He's had some issues with drop balls this year in, in certain stretches as well, though. But I would argue that. He's the only guy that they can throw the ball to. So he's getting a ton of he's options. Getting, right? like, he's dropping them because they're throwing them so many. Like he, he's tired. He's a good player. Yeah. Red Ellison's their blocking tight end. To answer Nick's question, Sterling Shepard plays mainly in the slot. Their outside receivers are Roger Lewis and Tavares King. Which Tavares King, he's a punter, right? That's, no, Marquette King. I know, I'm just playing. Um, I, Roger Lewis was like in a roster battle. I remember, like you know, I keep an eye on the NFC teams during the during training camp. Like he barely made the team, and now he's one of their starters. Was he a practice squad guy that pushed up, or was no? He, he was just like he was like in the mix like for that last like fifth receiver. receiver kind of, so, yeah. You know, yeah, special teams, yeah. Um, I mean, Beckham and Marshall have been on IR since like September. Oh. If you take so Odell Beckham had three touchdowns, I want to say in like five games or however many games he wound up playing. So how um how many receiving touchdowns do you think that active Giants wide receivers have right now? Two, four. Mm. Tavares King has one. Shepard has three. That's it. Like there's just not a lot. Ingram leads. What is it? All t- rookies in with six touchdowns. 
I believe so. I mean, I think if that that's receiving yards and and this is just all rookie tight ends. Yeah. Not, until, think, not this week. It looks it looks like it was a really good pick. My argument to that would be like maybe maybe you'd be better off overall and not fired right now if they'd done what everybody in the league said they should do and drafted a tackle instead of a tight end. I mean, I don't know, just an idea. Maybe Eric Flowers could be playing on the right side and you could have Ryan Ramchick, who is killing it for the Saints right now. Maybe he could be your left tackle. I don't know. Um, Orleans Darkwa, Shane Vereen, kind of your scat. I mean, they're they, <laughs> no. You're you see why they got they two can't wins, lose though, right? They I mean, cannot you see lose. Why, you see why they have two wins? I will. It's, can't lose. To I'm going to steal this. I'm going to steal this talking point from uh, Broadus, but Wayne Gallman is a guy that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I thought he got. I thought he was getting more playing time, and then all of a sudden he just kind of fell off the map. He's again. a fourth round pick. Like they, he gets on the field sometimes, but they love Darkwa. And I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad player, but I'd rather. I'm always. I always want to see what the rookie can do. Yeah. So Eli Manning's back this week, which again, he's Eli Manning. I know that. I'm definitely not writing him off, but like he's having a bad year. They're they're 22nd in passing offense. They're 31st in scoring offense. 15.8 points per game. 15.8 points per game. And uh, Eli has 14 touchdowns and seven interceptions on the year. I looked up. So I went back and watched the Redskins game on Thanksgiving because I wanted to see a game with Eli. I don't really care about watching Geno Smith play. <laughs> Nobody else did either. Um, here are their possessions by play against the Redskins. Okay. Three plays, five plays, three plays, five plays, 16 plays, three plays, four plays, three plays, three plays, three plays, four plays, three plays. Quick strike offense right there. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The the 16-play drive ended in a field goal. Oh, so here's how many yards did they get on that drive? Like 50? fifty. No, it, it was like seventy something. Okay. Uh, and so I'm like, I'm going through the breakdown. And I'm like, wait, where's the touchdown? They finished with ten points. It was a pick six by Janoris Jenkins, <laughs> who's on who's IR. on IR. <laughs> right. It's, I mean, again, it's the NFL. It's a division rivalry, but like these, not only are they bad, but they're de- like it's they're like depleted, they're man. It's the Redskins plus they're just not good. Like they, I mean, they're not good. None of their players are there, and they're good. Their players that are there aren't having great years. The difference between them and the Redskins is they've lost a ton of players at one position, as well as their overall best player, like Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. In the same way that that this team finds it hard offensively to move the ball without Zeke, that team would find it extremely hard to move the ball you without Odell Beckham. You don't think the Redskins have lost players at one position? <laughs> All of them? I mean, yeah, well, offensive line. Their offensive line, I mean. But but they haven't lost. I don't think they've lost players that are, like, game change. I don't think they've lost players that change the complexion of their team. I just, like, no. the best offensive player they lost was Chris Thompson, and that happened two weeks ago, I think it is. So, you know, I think it's yeah. a little bit different. I think when, they, when they're off, when their receivers got just decimated in the first week, two weeks, right? I think yeah. it was the first week or well, second week or something Marshall like that. Marshall and Beckham have been gone since September. Right, and they both went out the same game, correct? I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure they both went out the same game. Might have been Dwayne Harris may have been out the same. Yeah, Dwayne Harris may have been out in the same game as well. Yeah, and so they got depleted early, and it was, in my opinion, the best player on their team. Ed Egan still on on their team? Uh, That's a good question. He's not on the two deep. Ed Egan. I know it's been a long time since the first game of the season, but yep. uh, Considering looking at all the guys that are, are injured, how different is this team? 
to the one they had at the beginning of the season? Um, that's, I mean, that's a good question. And honest, like, skill position-wise, at least a little. I mean, they, they had Marshall. They didn't have Beckham for they that game. Beckham, right. Um, all the all the running backs are still the same. Quarterbacks the same. And honestly, I was going to say to Nick's point, yeah, Justin Pugh's been hurt and they've had some problems at center, but four fifths of their like first day offensive line is in play. If Pugh plays, it'll be four of the five that are so. So the Cowboys are kind of facing the one big exception, and we'll talk about this tomorrow. Is Janoris Jenkins, who had, if if memory serves correct, he was the one that was guarding Dez. Yeah in that game and yeah. traditionally Dez hasn't had great performances against Janoris Jenkins. So that to me is probably the biggest yes. difference between the Cowboys offensively. Cowboys. I mean, I'm sorry, the Giants then Giants now. Offensively, it's not that different. They're I mean, well, they're just they're so depleted at wide receiver though. Yeah. I mean, even in week one they still had Brandon Marshall who But they didn't have Beckman. He didn't do much that game, did he? Marshall? No, no. he didn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. They scored three points. Right. I think his first catch came with like a minute and a half left. In the game, yeah. I thought it was like third quarter. It was. It was definitely. What did he end up now? with? Just one, one, two catches. One or two catches for like fifteen yards. I like. It was a story that Cheeto actually played him really, really well, and then they got hurt. Cheeto got hurt. Yeah. Um, they're they're not that different. They've lost, but I mean, they just have. They have. There's just no. There's nobody here that like gets your heart racing in terms of like they got to watch that they have a new coach yeah and i was gonna say like uh, do you think how much do you think that affects things because you're you're going to see something different because usually when a new coach comes in even if it's just just a renewed kind of all right let's just go and play it'll be be it's something changes and when things change sometimes that can create it'll be an interesting crowd i think you know i think because they're they're loyal to eli i think you'll see a ton of giant number 10 jerseys and you know i think that that they wanted mcadoo gone for a while so you know th- this guy comes back in as bagnulo he's been their dc yeah, yeah. he's in the like, past he's been a head coach in the past yeah i mean he was their the dc and the, yeah so he they they like him and you know i'm sure their defense hasn't been that great either but i i mean there's something to be said for the yeah, like I, I bet they'll be loose and liberated, and <laughs> yeah, liberated. You know, it's a good word. Maybe they like don't personally hate McAdoo. I don't know, but Color like rush. just lo- Yeah, I mean they'll they'll probably be up for this, but even at six and six, you know, like I have joked around with Nick all week leading up to the Chargers game. He's like, "Well, the Chargers are four and six. and I'm like, well, "We're four and five. We're five and five. Like, let's not talk about the Cowboys like they're great." But wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I that was my retort to this. Philip Rivers is the greatest right. thing. I know, he, but bad retort because they are better than that. But I was like Bosa, <laughs> Ingram. I'm like they get beat. I mean, somebody's beating them. Yeah, but some. I got my retort to your retort is that somebody's beating the Cowboys with regularity as well. Um, but even at six and six, this, it's a significantly better roster than theirs. I think it should be. So that's that's where I'm at. You're not buying this, are you? No. Like you don't, you I don't. don't like I, it. I'm not trying to be a pessimist or anything or be <laughs> negative. I'm not. Do but it. I'm a realist. No, I'm a dreamer. I don't know. Wow. It You're all over the map. I'm all over the place. Are. No, but here's the thing. You're not the only one. Here's the thing. <laughs> I really think that the Cowboys should definitely win this game 100. percent But I wouldn't be too deceived on what the Giants have been doing this season. I mean, 
Right now, yes. It could go with the like new that. coach. It could be it could go either way. It could either go really bad, how it's been going for them, or it could go really good. I mean, with the whole thing that happened with Eli this whole week, this past week, I think that the reaction around the lock, locker room for him, his teammates, that creates a special bond and a different energy that I think it could really change this whole thing for this specific game. They could go in feeling completely, and it doesn't matter how bad you've been. Sometimes even bad play, I mean, something that's not hasn't been good, even if you're not good, you're going to have a good game once in a while. Yeah. And so I, this could be the time and the Cowboys again going back to the first of uh, the first game of the season um, I remember I said that I the Cowboys didn't play well against them they did win and everyone was like oh yeah we beat the Giants <laughs> okay calm down like th- look at the game they weren't that great they were she said all that and said it wasn't that great and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still like even knowing everything I know now. You dominate a division opponent and let them and only allow three points. Like I'm not gonna dog on you for how you played. No, it wasn't the prettiest game of the year. Oh yeah, they won. They beat them. Applause. They beat them decisively. What, what if if we after week two, if the Broncos Cowboys game and then after the after the game someone says one of these teams is six and six, one of these teams is three and nine. After what the Broncos just did to the Cowboys, you're like. Damn, only gonna win two more games, huh? I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, three and nine, they, they've lost like eight in a row or something like that. What's going on with them? I don't but, know. I don't know how they beat the Cowboys the way they did with the team that they got. But well, that's that's they a, knocked the head off of that guy. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, I, Amber's right though, and that you know, I think back to last year. Yeah, we were talking about like the Browns game yesterday, and you're like, if you're a good team, should be able to beat a bad team on the road. We're like, they're not a good team. The Cowboys are not a good team. They're a mediocre team. Just they're exactly what their record says they are. So does that mean they're a good team with the, with that in your hand right there? But when you but put him don't down, have him right. So let's put him Do down. Do you want to describe what are he's they, holding? Right, this is radio. It sounds kind of weird. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not he as weird. He's holding as a little bobblehead or bobblehead doll that his neck brace is gone because you ripped it off. Yeah. Are they a good team with him? Yes. Yes, I think they're a good. They're team. good team. Yes, they're a good they're football a good team. team. They're <coughs> not. They're better than mediocre. I don't know if they're good. They're a good football team with him. They were five and three when they had him, and that's a good I football team in today's NFL. That's I mean, not good. That's going to get you. That's that's probably going to get you somewhere around ten and six, eleven and five. Five and, and three get you to ten and six. I thought they did some yeah, good things. Now you're just hitting buttons, Ken. <laughs> He's a good football player. Okay, just hit them all. I mean, that's a good football team in today's NFL. I think that's a good football team. Yeah. I wish we I, I wish think you know that they were playing well. They were playing they were on a roll against Beat the Chiefs. Look at the Yeah. <laughs> Chiefs who have lost six their last seven and the one in ten 49ers. Lost yeah, but do you think they would have the the beat do you think they would have beat the San Diego Chargers if they had Ezekiel Elliott? Falcons. I probably Maybe they would have. I think they would have gone two and one in those three. Was it okay, a- so so if they would have gone two and one, then to instead me instead of zero and three, instead of zero and three, that means you're a good team with Ezekiel Elliott, and you're probably why mediocre we, without. Why are we arguing? About it? Because you made the point. Was it a good enough team to win the Super Bowl? What? I don't know that, and and that the reason why I don't know the reason team? why the reason why I don't think anybody can say that <laughs> is because what you know about the NFL is what you see during that time of the year 
really has no bearing on what you're going to see in the postseason and who's going to win the Super Bowl. We've seen that play out no, numerous times where team gets in as a fifth or sixth seed as a wild card and ends up in the Super Bowl and wins. So remember it who you're it talking doesn't matter. to, Amber. <laughs> no, it's seriously, you don't know right now. Homer, no one knows. Homer McBossman over here. No one knows. About that. No one really knows. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back. We're going to get some questions. Call us 214-872-2102. Again, 214-872-2102, and we'll take questions. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to the break. Welcome back. Final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, what you got? Well, we're six days into December, which means it's time to start at least thinking about Christmas shopping. I don't know. Some people still have two weeks to even do all that, but it's not about, you know, Tommy John underwear is not something that you're going to probably, the listeners are going to go buy for other people, but just remember Tommy John underwear when you get asked the question, hey, what, what can I get you for Christmas? Say, hey, Give me some good underwear. Ah, underwear is boring. Not if it's Tommy John. Tommy John is the best underwear you're ever going to have. 20% off your first order. It's also backed by a money-back guarantee. So when someone says, that wife, girlfriend says, I want to get you something really good, hey, give me some Tommy John underwear or maybe two or three pairs, and then you can start adding to your collection there. And before you know it, everything you wear is Tommy John. What about your boss? Does it have to be your wife or girlfriend? It could be. I mean, if you have that kind of relationship where if he says, hey, I'm about to go to the store. Do you need anything? And you say, yeah, give me some draws. If you have that, give me some draws and do it. It was interesting. That was a very interesting thing. Wouldn't have been so, wouldn't have been that interesting if it wasn't day three of training camp. You know, Wait, already you out. How, how do you run out of underwear on day three? I just think it was probably a stack that just didn't get put in the suitcase. No, right. No. I doubt it. Just yeah. like, I, I doubt it. It's okay. I doubt it. <laughs> Derek. What? If you're thinking about getting me anything for the holidays, not 
You've bought me stuff before. You bought me Ava. a you bought me a really nice LSU sweatshirt one time. That's true. You did that. Do you do you think uh, you really have been good enough this year for me to buy you anything? Yes, maybe. Good in what sense? It was nominated for two. Any Emmys. sense? Just give me a sense. I'm give a, me one. It was I, nominated for two. Nominated Emmys. for two Emmys. I do like <laughs> six different jobs. You didn't win. Did <laughs> like other people, <laughs> only winners on the show or did. producing this. Only show. winners. Too only winners. Too get soon. Christmas too soon. presents. That's what my dad True. said too. Well, it's, my parents never. Only used winners. To Amber, they never used to get me. It's not stuff good enough Christmas. just to yeah. get nominated. You got Amber's going to get the LSU sweatshirt. <laughs> Kent's going to get. I hate purple. No. Wow. Hate purple. Why do you hate purple? It's a long story. Love purple, live gold, Amber. I grew up in a very political family in the Dominican Republic, and the opposing party was purple. Oh, okay. And our flag was white. So it was was just like a... (laughs) That wasn't that long at all. Everybody gets it. Got it. it. Yeah. Yeah, Makes sense. I summarized it. Makes sense. She didn't. (laughs) I love the word deceived that she said. I'm not going to be deceived by this team or or the Giants team. That's how they get you. Uh, is that is that it's right? yeah. That's how they get you? Just remember, everybody's all excited <laughs> when the Cowboys beat the Chiefs. Well, the Giants also beat the Chiefs. It was an yeah. uglier game, but they did beat them in New York. I wouldn't say I'm. You're not going to be deceived by the Giants. You're deceived by the Cowboys. Like the Giants are bad. They are they're, who they are. Yeah. They're objectively bad. You, are you deceived by the Cowboys looking as good as they did last week, or do you think they can do that again? That's the issue here. They're the ones that have been up and down. Giants have been just down. You know who they are. Brady Ma- I mean, yeah, they did beat the Chiefs without scoring a touchdown. Ugh. Yeah, right. Ugh. I'm glad, glad you skipped over that. asking us what one thing we were excited can't about. can't think of one. <laughs> Not really. I mean, yeah, Ingram will do some things, and Eli. This week, Byron's going to shut him down. We'll see how uh, Sterling Shepard does with, I mean, we were talking about cornerbacks at the top of the show. be interesting to see how he does with – you know, Skandrick's not there, and I imagine they're going to be asking somebody that they weren't previously asking to do that job. So, yeah. So we didn't have a good. Well, the Cowboys didn't have a fir- a good first half of the game last week against the Redskins. Do you guys feel that after Cowboys that second, cow- yeah, offense, not defense, obviously, but their offense. Do you guys feel that offensively they're going to be able to keep this going? And now they were able to get into a rhythm. After no. that second half. No, I hope Garrett doesn't either because when he wins the toss, when when Witten says tails and is, is, the call is tails, we, we defer. That's what's going to happen. That's my crazy prediction already that they're going to defer. What do you think? That is crazy. I'll have to see it to believe it. But at this point, are you, are you just telling your offense, okay, because he's always said it, hey, we believe we're going to get the ball, we're going to go score. Are you not telling them, I don't believe we're going to go score? I mean, you, you could be saying – I'm tired of seeing teams score at the end of the half and at the first of the second half. Tired of seeing that happen. Redskins didn't do that, though. The Redskins scored at the end of the half, but I don't believe they came back and scored right away. No. Everybody else has. That was actually that was big. Like, they got a stop coming right out of yeah. half. And I was like, hey, okay. Uh, that that was a difference from the three previous games where Atlanta, Philly, and the Chargers went down the field and scored and most of them had scored right before the half as well that's and you know all credit to them they won by 24 points but i don't like the offense didn't get its mojo back like they threw for 102 yards and alfred morris was was a running game and well even that though i felt like 
it really came on in this. It, it was the classic case of wearing them down. Right. Like, it's That's not exactly like right. it not. It's not like it was just punching on all cylinders from the get. You just keep doing it, and eventually. They wear down. But there's something to that, though, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's—and that that was going to be the way I answered that question from Amber is, no, I don't think they come out and they're just lighting it up in the first half. But if they play the way that they played last week, I think they're—I think what they were trying to do last week was as the game kept going, they were going to stay committed to the running game. And even in the second half, it seemed like they doubled down on the running game. And that's when you started to see those three-yard runs turn into five-yard yeah. runs and six-yard runs because they kept pounding at them. So I, I expect maybe to see the same thing until Zeke comes back. And maybe there's been some little spark there with Dez. Uh, Dez did make a, a play, went up and, and you know showed the things that he can do. He can go up and, and, get, and catch the football, and then the second time he had to be interfered with or he's probably going to do it again. So maybe they can get some kind of rhythm there. You know, this crew that they're going to face, I know it's been well documented, the crew that did the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati game that called 73 flags, um, they're going to do this game. They're going to do the And they, uh. they call a lot of penalties. So I don't know if that's good or bad. but I guess I just think the conditions that set the offense up to, for favorable results last week were all brought about by fantastic special teams and defensive play. Like, are you in position to pound the rock like that if Ryan Switzer doesn't put you up by 10 points, I mean, mm -hmm. or, or if you don't get an interception off a dropped, probably touchdown by Jamison Crowder. I mean, he, he probably takes that to the one, if not into the end zone, if he doesn't let it bounce off his hands. And so now you're talking about it. I think it would have been a tie game instead of the defense getting away from that with no points. And I'm not taking that credit away from them. Like they did it. They deserve all the credit in the world, but can you count on them to be plus four in turnover differential and score a special teams touchdown? Because I think that's what ultimately led to the offense having the success it did. I don't know if you're just starting from scratch, 0-0, zero, zero, or you know, if you're down 7 nothing, like is it going to be the same? And I'm not convinced based on what we saw that it will. So, I, yeah, I would love to see them defer, especially with Sean Lee back, maybe lean on the defense a little bit more to help put them in favorable positions. I know that sounds weird, but... But this is a good week to do it. Like, yeah. that offense is, is struggling, and yeah. it has struggled all year, even at the beginning of the season. And if, so this defense should be able if to... If there's an offense that, that you should be able to get off the field, it's this one. Yeah. Especially with Sean Lee back. What do you think the line is on this game? Do you know? If I had to guess, like, Cowboys minus three... Three and a half. I would say Cowboys minus maybe even minus six, five, yeah, yeah. something like that. What four? <laughs> minus four. Okay. Yep, you guys are all over it. That sounds about right. And on the road, mm -hmm. it's a pretty decent, pretty decent line for the Cowboys. So that that says they're a touchdown favorite, right? Really, but yeah. you get three points for home field. Right. So yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get a phone call. We got a call from Rob in Vegas. Rob, what up? Hey guys. Hey, uh, hey, the line's uh, four and a half right now. Oh, you would know. So it'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, revisiting Skandrick, I had enough of Skandrick. Uh, he, he, for some reason, he carries himself like Dion. Guy has eight interceptions in a hundred and thirty games. I, um, I think it's time to move on from him. I, I think he's just average, and he doesn't tackle. And I think he'll be a progress stopper. For somebody else, I think it's time we had enough of him. I have. Uh, one thing I would like to see this team stop doing in the draft, they got a bad habit. They love to draft guys who are good at multiple positions. I, I don't like that. Get me a guy who's great at one position. You know, I think that hurt Byron Jones. Was he a safety? Was a corner? 
he's not a safety. He's not physically built for a safety. I think if they would have kept him at corner, I think maybe he could have been something. And now I think I agree with you guys. I think he'll be gone. Keep Cheeto at corner. I mean, maybe I'm blind. You know, he played one game, but keep him there. Let's see what happens. He's built for it, and he, he, he looks like a pretty stout guy. Uh, my question is, who's quicker, Anthony Brown or Xavier Woods? Because that's who I would play at the slot. These crossing routes have been killing us all year. And to me, pick one. Whoever's the quicker one, that's who I want to play the slot. All right. Thank you. I think that's that's a really good point. It's just, and it's I think he articulated it. I've been thinking something along those lines, but I didn't know how to articulate it, which is I think – I think that Xavier Woods probably has better football instincts right now, or at least he seems like he does based on what we've seen from him. But Anthony Brown just has the pure skill set to play a position like that. And he's quick and really fast. Like Xavier Woods, I mean, he's an NFL player, but he doesn't have that. He doesn't look like he has that just next level type of speed or quickness that you expect to see from somebody like a slot corner, which is why I think I lean more toward Brown playing there. But he's, He's got some kind of ball skills, though. He gets oh, around the ball. He's I mean, got, there's, he's there's got that knack. He definitely does. He's got instincts. He's got a knack for being around the ball, and that's really important. But maybe more so at safety or I – don't, I don't know. I, I agree with him in the sense that I just see Xavier Woods like trailing behind receivers on crossing routes. I'm going to address but, the other part. I think when it comes to drafting versatility – I, I think you can have too much, and, and I agree with the call that they've, they've got some of that. That's good, especially in the later rounds, um, if you have somebody with some versatility that like that because that's how he can maybe make the team. But when you're talking about higher-end players, first and second round, I I don't know I don't know if I want a jack-of-all-trades because that guy is, a, is, they say, a master of none. And, and let's if we're going to pick in the first, second, maybe third round, give me a guy that's mastered a certain position. So I agree with that part uh, of the call. And I think it has hurt Byron Jones. And I think it's hurt some other – I think it's probably hurt Chaz Green, honestly. I think the guard and tackle and back and forth a little bit just to kind of get him on the field, it's a, it's a slippery slope. Well, let me ask you this question. Is that also maybe a function of the fact that these guys aren't – great enough at one thing that they have to look at them at multiple positions yeah. in order to justify it. So it's not it's not even just a situation where they're drafting a guy and saying, well, we're going to move him around. No, as I know. much as it is, you put him in one spot and you're like, eh, he's all right. Let's look at him over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's all right. And, and you, you, it, that's just the function of a guy no, like it's, that, No, right? it's not the Cowboys' fault necessarily. I mean, it's, it's natural to do that, especially when you get to game day and you only can get, dress 46 guys. And if you have four corners, four safeties, and then you got the guy that can do both, you basically have ten guys with only nine players. Yeah, you have ten positions with nine players because you have you know, and that's what uh, Looney is. Mm-hmm. Looney is a guard center, so that that's why they can dress seven linemen into a game. They just so I get the versatility; players. it's great. But when you're drafting high like that, I don't I don't know if I want to take a guy in the number twenty second overall or whatever they're gonna pick that can do a little bit of this and that. Just do one thing. I agree with that. Twenty two, huh? So you got to make in the playoffs. Yeah, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. All right, cool. No, they're 17. They traded down and picked up another fourth. Ah, got it. Perfect. All right, let's get uh, let's get one more question from Twitter before we end the show. Do you guys have a feeling that? Yes. This... <laughs> you do that every you do time. Have could be gas. Huh? 
That feeling? <laughs> that feeling? I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I, don't know. I am smelling something weird. Amber That's asked Dave. a question. Uh, Get me out Dave of this. Dave in his Stop. underwear. Stop. Go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Stop. <laughs> I got my initials uh, on your hat. Will the Cowboys be successful <laughs> in the passing game against the uh, Giants this upcoming game? In the passing game? Yeah. Not running game. In the passing well, Janoris Jenkins isn't playing, so I'm going to say. What's what are, the weather see, look like? What are what are we calling? Thirty six. What are we calling? I, I think. What are we calling successful? What are what what's your what's your threshold for successful? Over hundred. Oh, that's a good point because last week you wouldn't call that successful, would you? No. Look well, at his quarterback. No. I mean, would you would you call what you said? Dez looked better, right? He had some plays. So would you call Dez? Would you say that's a successful day for Dez? Yeah, yes, but over. I mean, fifty percent, hundred and two yards. I don't know, but not a success. But then go back to week three. I think Dak completes like eighteen of twenty three, only one hundred and seventy six yards. But he had a touchdown in there, maybe two. I don't remember off the top of my head, but like I would call that a successful day. Yeah, I want to see him get back to being more efficient. Let's just say limited mistakes. Yes, I'm gonna say protect the ball. I could see this being kind of like one of those like ah, it didn't look great, but it got the job done. It's it's going to be cold. I think I heard there's at least a little bit of chance of snow. There so was a chance of snow earlier in the week. I think now it's gone. It ain't going to be a great. 40 and high, uh, high 40, low 22. It says cloudy with a little bit of sun. No snow. I don't trust that they're going to. You're going to see favorable passing conditions no. in New York in December. Windy, cold. And so I would imagine there's going to be a fair amount of incompletions and a low Maybe number. His, da- his hand is. Oh, but swollen. that's not. That's not. Good point. That is a good point. Give me, give me fifteen for twenty. Bad weather for even if you got to win. It, I don't think that's bad weather for throwing. In the it NFL. gets overblown. Like yeah, if like if you have a great quarterback, and I'm not saying Dak's bad, but like the way that they play offense, the type of season he's had, I don't see him slinging away for 300 yards in conditions. He hasn't. Well, that's just because that's year. not what yeah, they. But that's because that's not what they do, right? Okay. That's not about the weather. We're just giving the excuse before it happens. <laughs> keep, me, keep me, help me keep balanced. You know, like if you're gonna run. <laughs> If you're gonna run Mr. for Miyake 160, <laughs> give me give me like 160 and no turnovers, and I would call that a successful. I'm with day. you on that. I would I'm call that a successful. Yeah, day. yeah. I want to get. I want to see his completion percentage get back up into the low to mid 60s, and and no turnovers and a touchdown or two. And to me, that's a good day. That's yeah. a really good day. All right, we appreciate you joining us back tomorrow. We'll give you a scouting report on the Giants' defense. Um, And then we'll uh, give you guys, so we'll start talking about more on the game, Cowboys versus Giants, coming up Sunday at noon. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eatman, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.